Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary In Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. We're ready to start the show. And what a show we have for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is... Fluffy! Yes, he is. It's my pal Gabriel Iglesias. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Sam Woodworth. Say hi to Sam, everybody. Hey, Sam. Sammy, baby. How you doing? And Sam... Phil says hello, too. He's still on assignment somewhere. Assignment. Yeah, he's on assignment. He's floating around the ocean somewhere. Like he's a double spy. Yeah, he's out there bringing joy to the people on cruise ships. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Gabriel Iglesias, I am so excited uh, he made some time for us today. He's a huge car guy. He's he's Volkswagen bus dude. That was his first car. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like Rutt. So during the interview, Mark, we did it over Zoom. He was doing Mm -hmm. it from his building in Long Beach, and he's got his car collection. So he, he goes, you want to see it? And I went, hell yeah. And he picked up the, he picked up the laptop and he took me all around and I, I, I'm going to post the whole video. So we're going to post the video because it, cause to hear it and not see it, that's just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the level of giddy schoolboy, mm-hmm. you know, were you like, you know, a 15 on that chart? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was peaking pretty much. He wanted to jump through that screen. Yeah. Cause he, he's got a, uh, Burt Reynolds signed a, uh, Trans Am that he made out of a, Are out you, of a Camaro. Wow. Yeah. He's got like That's a 700 cool. horsepower Jeep. He's got a he's got a load of Volkswagen buses. He's got the like a 63 15 window. That's where your money is. Your 15 window, the 21 windows everybody wants. There's also a 23 window. And my wife was jumping up and down. How Adam, can I help when you? you going? Oh, I'm going. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> you need to live uh, chat that. Yeah, I, I'm going. Yeah. So so yeah. So I uh, I will post the video. And when I say I will post the video, I mean Alex will do it. Yes. <laughs> so it works. Because I'll start it, and it'll be like this, honey, and then it's all over. Yeah, and then his phone is tossed yeah. against the wall. But he's such, I mean, just a monster success story, and still one of the sweetest guys uh, you ever want to meet. I mean, his Netflix uh, series, Mr. Inglacius, mm-hmm. he dedicated to his teacher. That's nice. Yes, a teacher oh, that wow. believed in him mm-hmm. when he was a kid. That's a good teacher. Yeah, and I told the story in the interview. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I want you to hear from him. Mm-hmm. But it got me thinking about when a teacher, you know, impacts your life or treats you like an adult. That's what happened to me. I. Had, I had Mr. Sullivan. He was the dean of boys. I saw him a lot in high school. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. But there was one instance where he treated me like an adult. I was a. Uh, I was. A, I think no. I was. I was a junior, right? Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And just devastated. Mm-hmm. You guys don't know my pain. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> it was the end of the world. I mean, and she she was an older woman. She was a senior. And she and you know, she she broke up with me and she left. Not only did she break up with me, she joined the army. 
Oh, she's like, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, she, she left. She joined the army. She broke up with me and, and enlisted. I'm like, I've, I've gotten a Dear John letter. Oh, my God. <laughs> she left you for Uncle Sam. She wow. left me for, yeah. She's gone. Just gone. And I was, I was a mess. She so, left you for an older man. Yeah. So I didn't... <laughs> She does more before nine o'clock than I do all day. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I was mis- I didn't sleep for like two days. I was going to school. I was like, you know, a walking dead. And and Sullivan pulls me in. I'm like, oh, what did I do now? I'm, I'm I'm a zombie. I don't know what I did. I must have said something to somebody. And he looked at me and he cursed at me. He cursed at you. Yeah, he cursed at me. He goes, what the fuck is the matter with you? I went, <laughs> Mister Sullivan. The li- I'm a child. <laughs> You're a child. Yeah, how could you? The pain I'm in, and now I have to endure this? What other indignities are installed for me today? <laughs> so he goes, you look like, he goes, when was the last I said I haven't been sleeping, you know? She she left me, man. I, I was Phil. She left me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's your whole world at that point, yeah. man. Yeah. So I told him the story. He goes, all right. And this was like, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning. He goes, go home. Because what he goes, I'm sending you home. Go home, slug a beer, go to sleep, come back tomorrow. That was it. Wait a minute, Adam. <laughs> that is not good advice. I loved it at the time, and I followed it to the letter. <laughs> that is not good advice. Yeah, we do there not advise that. There was a guy named that. Sully that said, "Go home and drink a beer." Yeah, <laughs> that caring Irish son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Now here's what I want you to do, lad. Yeah. I want you to go home. Yeah. I want you to drink a beer, maybe a splash of whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Be oh, right man. In the morning. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you sounded like a Caribbean Irishman. <laughs> Caribbean Irishman. You you sound you sounded like an Irish roadie in Bob Marley's band. What the hell was that voice? So, well, I've been drinking a wee bit today. Yeah. Sorry. So it's ten thirty in the morning. I got permission to go home. Went home. Drove home. On the way home, I hit the deli. I got a tall boy bud. How did you get that? I had, I had fake ID. So oh, I got man. a tall boy bud. Okay, I like it. And his... I had to go to, I couldn't go to the deli by my house because they know me. I had to go to the deli the uh-huh. next town over. So yeah, I got a tall boy bud, slammed it. 11.30, I was in bed and I slept all day. What's his name again? Jim Sullivan was his name. Okay, I like Jim Sullivan's empathy, mm-hmm. but not great advice. It worked. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, no. You I'm passed out, that's why. The... It, was, it worked. Get some sleep. I'm going res- to respectfully disagree, Alex. No, that is brilliant advice. And I love he treated you like it was you were an equal. Mm-hmm. He said, listen, you welcome to the show. Yeah. This is how it works. Yep. You're going to grab a beer, sleep it off. Tomorrow, it's a new day. You're going to feel like a million bucks. I'm going to start fresh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do. And it wasn't my father because that, that's where it came from. Another adult that treated me like an adult. Because my father, because you, you get advice from your father, but it's still your father. You know, my father would say like this, goes, what do you think? This is the last time you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> that is way better advice than a kid getting a beer. How are you going to deal with this? Because there's, there's a lot more shit coming. Thanks, Pop. Yeah. All right, I understand his good intent, but I don't like the suggesting a beer. I love it. It worked well for me. Mm-hmm. I had, I don't know if I told you guys this story. I got expelled from high school. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> you may be familiar with this story. Yeah. And it was my senior year. Mm-hmm. So this is when you're applying for college. And so I had to throw all my applications. I was right at Thanksgiving. This is like the critical time when you're supposed to be sending applications and all this stuff. Right. And so I redid my whole list and I sent out to five schools. And and I only ended up getting into one. And it was great. Denison University is a terrific school. I was thrilled to be going there. But my high school was a huge feeder school to Denison. And I am convinced in my dying day mm-hmm. that the college advisor, this guy, Bill Skink, who was like an old school guy, always would like just crack jokes at us and be like, what is our what is your obsession with alcohol and drugs, boy? You know, he's like <laughs> always just busting chops, you know, and was just it was like 150 years old, old school to the bone. Mm. And I'm convinced that this guy called up Denison and said, you're going to let this guy stern in. I know he got expelled. He's a smart kid. He made a mistake. You're going to be proud that he went there because that's the kind of that's what he would do. Mm. And so that and I changed the course of my life. Like, honestly, if I don't do that, I'm joining the army, maybe hooking up with your ex-girlfriend. Good. I don't know. And breaking my heart, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Goodness. Yeah. But changed my life. Changed the course of my life. Now, let me question. ask you something. After he did that for you and, and, and you got into school, did he come to you and say, and one day I'll ask you to do me a service. <laughs> no. uh, that day may never come, you understand. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. 
No, he didn't. But I would have done anything for him. And, you know, I, I did see him after that. Mm-hmm. He never copped to it, but he mm-hmm. had a little twinkle in his eyes. So I know it was him. Uh, let me ask you something. Did you look at him like this? I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> you broke my heart. No, no, I was, uh, no. But I, that's that's a tremendous act. You that's know, really I, great, I, Mark. He did you a solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what he did right after that? Mm. He split a tall boy beer with me. It was very nice. Oh, shut up, you guys. Look at that. <laughs> we do not suggest standing up in an alley out of a paper bag. <laughs> now you're a man. There you go. Goodness. <laughs> I have the reverse. You what? know, some sometimes you have to treat adults like children, mm-hmm. Adam. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Okay, Mark. I come home mm-hmm. yesterday and I'm like, oh, Adam's tired. He's taking a little nap. So I go in and I make sure the drapes are closed. And so then I went to go like cover him more. Mm-hmm. And then I see. Tuck, tuck him in. Tuck him in. <laughs> <laughs> I go to tuck him in and I see, I'm like, He's in his street clothes and he's not on top of the bed, which would be bad enough. Mm. No, he's in the bed, in his street clothes with covers over him. In my defense, I started out on top of the bed. (laughs) Yeah, but then you made a conscious decision fully clothed to get under the covers. I didn't get under the covers. I pulled the covers over me because I was on. I was (laughs) I pulled them over me because I was I was sleeping. Uh-huh. I was just taking a nap because I had to get. I got up really, really early. I had to do a bunch. I had to do a bunch of interviews on the on the East Coast, so you're up early, right? And then you know, I go to the gym, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I got to lay down. So I laid down, took a little nap, and uh, apparently, I didn't do it correctly. No, that's <laughs> the matter with you. What are you, six years old? Uh, I, yeah. Just sleeping here's in street ha- clothes. Here's what happened. It was about eleven thirty in the morning. All right, and I and I was up at like you know five five thirty. I had a tall boy bud, and you know what that does to me. Oh my goodness! Knocked you right out. There nice justifying it, Adam. That's it. <laughs> That's a child's move. That's like you know that all the next move for you, Adam, mm-hmm. is I'm too tired. You carry me to bed. You That's know, what I'm going to do next time we drive home. <laughs> next time, you know, here's what I'm going to do. When you come see me at the club next time, we come home when I have a late spot. Uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna change into my pajamas, get in the car. I'm just gonna fall asleep <laughs> in the car and make you carry me in. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, so you was you were, you were treating an adult like a child. I treat adult mm-hmm. I treat kids like adults when I meet when I meet them. Like Top Gear fans, the kids look up to you, and I go, "You got a car yet?" No, I'm all, how old are you? Nine. You know why you don't have a car? Because you're lazy. Get a job. <laughs> get a job and get a car. And the, <laughs> they the, love it. And they love it. And the parents laugh. So. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I had so much fun talking to Gabriel. He's a genuinely sweet man and he's a very successful man. And I really, uh, I really want you guys to hear this. So you guys listen to this and we will see you on the other side. Just for a moment, what I'd like you to do is I want you to imagine that you're four years old and you're on the ground and you're building a tower and you're really proud of this tower that you're building. And then the next minute, kid comes running along, kicks over your tower and you are outraged. And you feel these feelings bubble inside you of hurt and panic and frustration and helplessness. And just in that moment, an adult comes in close, gets down low and says, What do you think? This is the last time you're going to be disappointed. (laughs) You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. These are longer than 30 minutes. Don't bullshit me. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now 
All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My guest this week is a comedy monster that sells out stadiums around the world. He's a very funny man with a very big heart. He dedicated his Netflix series to one of his teachers that believed in him when he was a kid. He's a car guy with an 800-horsepower Jeep. His sister taught him how to drive stick, and he's Volkswagen bus to the bone. His favorite superhero is Iron Man. He has the same stalker as Bob Hope. We both have had an incident with Cuban coffee. He's fluffy, and I am so grateful he's made some time for us today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Gabriel Inglesias. Hola, amigo. Hey, man. How are you? Uh, same stalker as Bob Hope. That is, that, that is uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got to start there, man. You got to start there with the Bob Hope stalker story. You know, uh, it was one of those things where because of the uh, the individual's age, mm. I, I always made it a point to say, you know what? I, I just never want to I never want to put that out there because, yeah. you know, you've always, I've always been taught anyways, you know, respect your elders and yeah. you never know what they've been through. You don't know what 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 their life is about. And mm. so just try to be a little bit more open minded and and try not to, uh, you know, just. Don't be a don't be a dick, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And so uh it was one of those things where unfortunately this person made it a point to to I mean, you know, I'm very patient and uh but but yeah, my it, it was tested. So basically the story goes is that I had an individual who uh would wait for me uh, during my meet and greets. I would do meet and greets after the shows at the improv. Sure. And uh, they would always wait to the very end so that they could meet me face to face. And the first time they did it, you know, they were very much, you know, hey, you know, you made me laugh. I appreciate the the, the feelings I, the, you know, that you gave me and just had such a good time. It was such a rough week and you added so much light to it. And thank you. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. It was very yeah. nice. Then they came back the following night, did the exact same thing. They're like, listen, I just had to come back. You know, I'm uh, I'm going through so much. And I just said, you know what? The way that I felt, I wanted to see if I could duplicate that. And it happened. So thank you again. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that was that was cool. Third night, uh, <laughs> it did the exact same thing. And uh, they started telling me about how they're dealing with health issues and how they're going to have uh, open heart surgery. And it's, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a quadruple bypass type of thing. And they're not sure if they're going to make it. And they're right. nervous. And I'm like, well, you know what? Think positive. Think good thoughts. You're going to be all right. And uh, thank you. I just had to come back again. They came back the following night. So now we're talking four nights in a row. Mm-hmm. And he hits me with this one. Uh, by this point, I already know his name. Right. Okay. I already know his name. And I'm just like, wow. Well, hello again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> clearly this uh, this heart situation has not slowed you down from going out. And you, you're, doing, you're doing really good for yourself. If you have this much energy now, imagine once they clear everything up inside of you. So uh, he hits me with, if, if, uh, if I pull through, can I show you my appreciation and make you dinner? And, you know, what do you say at that point? Yeah. It, it's like, no, no, don't make it through. I don't want to have dinner with you. You're really freaking me out because you're here four days in a row. Um, so, you know, hey, I, of course, I was. it was a lot of pressure. I'm being, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of pressure from, from a very older person. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like, they seem harmless enough. What, 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 you know, I could take this guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, I can't take a lot of people, but I know I could take him. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fine. I go up. Yeah, let's do it. Right. So, of course, he has the surgery, pulls through flying colors. Um, about a month later, I'm doing a show at the Comedy and Magic Club uh, in Hermosa Beach. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was probably 45 minutes away from the other club, which was in Ontario. And Sure is sure enough, I see this individual in line coming towards me. 
He's got his wife who's telling him, come on, we got to go. What are you doing? Right. He's got the oxygen, the, the oxygen thing on his on his face. So he's got you know, he's got the whole the, yeah. the rig where he's, where he's hooked up. <laughs> he's dragging the machine and the wife is pulling him. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I have to let Gabriel know that I pulled through. And he goes, see, and you could see the line already. He won't yeah. pull his shirt down, but you could see that line that when people get yeah. open heart surgery, that, that scar, mm -hmm. it's not even, he, he still has the bandage, but he's trying to show me, look how I go. I know it's fresh. You just had the surgery. I'm happy for you. Go home. And so he tells me, he's like, barely breathing. You let me know when I can make that right. dude. Right. No, I get it. Time goes by. He continues to come out to shows, whether anytime I'm in California. So he showed up in San Bernardino, not San Bernardino, Santa Barbara and a couple other spots. And every time I'd see him, I'm like, ah, it's, he goes, he, and he kept bringing it up. And I'm like, listen, man, my schedule is really crazy. Uh, sure. We'll find time. I'm not forgetting about you. So much time has gone by. I'm a fish. I've done the full run. And now I'm back at the improv Ontario where mm -hmm. we first met. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as I see him, I go, don't even say anything. Don't even say anything. Tell you what, you come back here tomorrow with your wife. I'm gonna take you guys out to dinner across the street. I'm sorry that it's taking me so long. Right, right. I go get here and we'll go across the street. So he shows up the next day. He's excited. We go to eat. We have barbecue. I don't go alone. I take the whole posse with me because you never know. He's got backup. I need backup. <laughs> I can take one, but I can't take both of them. So, <laughs> so we have dinner, and that's when we start having this conversation about how much he loves comedy. Sure. And they started telling me about how they've been going to see shows since the uh, early '80s, and they said, "Yeah, you know, we used to we used to go see Bob Hope all the time, and we would always wait at the back door, and we always knew where Bob Hope was going to come out." And every time he'd open the door, he's like, oh, hey, it's you guys again. And so he knew us. He knew us by name. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know you by name, too. I know what you're up to. And I'm like, they did the exact same thing to Bob Hope. And Bob Hope never turned him away. Right. So kudos to Bob Hope. Sure. Uh, I think he had to die to get out of that one. Uh <laughs> You know, you know, so the hardcore fans when they show up in Korea, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> thanks for the memories. Uh, <laughs> they told me a story about how they, they tried to uh, hang out with Dice. They tried to wait for Andrew Dice Clay after right. a show. And then Andrew Dice Clay was very rude to them and very mean. And he was cussing them out and this and that. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, so that's what it takes. Because They only went to go see him one time. I got a cold Dice. And, uh, Anyways, we finished the dinner. We take a bunch of pictures, uh, hug that out. Happy for you. You're healthy. You're good. Awesome. And so, you know, we, we got, I got a show to do. So we're leaving the, the restaurant. And as we're leaving, he comes up from behind me. He grabs me in a headlock and he says, now you let me know when I can make you that dinner. Oh, man. And I'm like, that was dinner. That was the dinner. Yeah. And yeah, since then he's he's probably made easily a good twenty appearances at different venues, oh. and uh, finally this last time I, I I just I couldn't anymore. It was right before the pandemic hit, right. and I just please stop. Yeah. And he made me uncomfortable because he told me at one point he says, "Listen, I don't come here to see your shows. I come here to see you," which mm. was some which was some shit that people say when you hear that Eminem song playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have surgery company this week. I hope that. Yeah. 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 So, um, I haven't seen him since before the pandemic. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe right. he might, maybe he might not, but I know other comics have told me he's made appearances at their shows. Right. Well, here's the thing. You're, you are not only a polite dude, but you got a giant heart, like I said before, but you also, you put out all this positive energy, Gabe, you know, and everyone, sees in it what they need does that make any sense it's mm -hmm. like yeah uh, that's that's a tough one sometimes yeah it is it's it's tough but because you they have a relationship with you that you're not aware of <laughs> you know? yeah yeah i know that one <laughs> but you do reach all these people i mean man you around the world stadiums and you're the most viewed comic on youtube it's just uh your success is amazing i want to take you back to the beginning you were selling cell phones, right? Um, yeah, uh, this was 1997. I got started in 97. I had a, a job selling cell phones. Mm -hmm. It was it was AT&T before it was AT&T. It was a company called LA Cellular. Oh, okay. I had them when they were singular. Oh, there was two companies. There was uh, LA Cellular and Singular. So mm -hmm. it was the two. That, okay. was, that was it. And, uh, I, I basically was selling uh, an old 
cell phone called a Motorola PC 550 flip phone, which is the, like, a, a, like, like a brick phone. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the phones of today where if you drop it, you know, you got to spend $150 for a new screen or you got to cash in that warranty. Mm-hmm. Back then, those phones were indestructible. Like, you know, when you talk on it, the power that was in that, you could feel the tumor growing in your head <laughs> on a 10-minute call. You know, you're lightheaded. You're like, what the? F-? <laughs> you know, and if you dropped it, no big deal. You just picked it up and get, you blow the, the dust off of it. You know, somebody tried to mug you, you could hold on. Bam, hit somebody with it. Like those phones were indestructible. So I was selling cell phones back in 1997 when I I got into stand-up. My siblings, I'm the last of six, but they were already grown up and out of the house by then. Um, My mom moved out when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird. (laughs) My mom moved out when I was 18. When I turned 18, she made it clear that she was done living there and that she wanted to move into a house. Okay. Uh, My sister had offered her a house in San Diego to live in. And we were living in Long Beach at the time, which is about two hours away. And my mom goes, you can go with me to San Diego. And I'm like, I knew in my mind that I needed to be in the LA area to try to make it as a standup. And that San Diego, like, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's it's close enough, but it's still far uh, from a phone call and a quick opportunity, you know, Mm -hmm. Long Beach to make it to LA in 25 minutes, no traffic. Um, but I was selling cell phones. Uh, my mom moved to San Diego and left me there to fend for myself at the age of 18. And I didn't really have the the best job at the moment. I didn't have that cell phone job yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I struggled and I got evicted from the apartment, went to go live with my brother for a little bit, went to go live with my sister for a little bit. And then I got my job, uh, selling cell phones. Cool. So, so when you finally had the job selling cell phones and you wanted to make the jump, it, it wasn't a hard decision. I'm guessing. Let me explain why it kind of was. Back then, I was making a killing on commissions. Mm. Uh, You know, you got to figure 1997, I was clearing about 5K a month Mm. as a as a as a 20 year old, you know, and it's like that's a lot of money now. Yeah. Uh, My rent was 350 uh, because I had a roommate. And so he's we split it. And then I had a car note and that was basically it. You know, I, I had great benefits. I had a PPO. I didn't know what that was till my mom got excited. She goes, you made it, mijo. You made it. I go, why? She goes, you have insurance. I go, why is that a big deal? Yeah. She goes, it's a big deal. It's a PPO. And yeah. I'm like, I had I had no idea. I understand how valuable insurance is now. Sure. Uh, but back then, I didn't, I didn't care. So uh, next thing I know, you know, making that kind of money, uh, new car, a badass leather jacket that I bought from Wilson's house of suede. <laughs> I know the store. <laughs> oh man. I was, I was, you know, it didn't get better than that. Yeah, and so yeah. now I'm, I'm showing up to these gigs to do 15 minutes, you know, for, for free or mm. for $20 if I was lucky. Right. And, uh, I started doing so many shows that it was messing with my daytime life. So I'd stay out late and, you know, as comics, you know, you, you can't just do your set and leave. You have to hang out and network and yeah. talk and meet other comics and find out what else is out there and mm-hmm. who's doing this gig, who's doing that gig. Someone passes a number, you pick up another gig, you can't just leave. And so the hangouts sometimes would go up three, four o'clock in the morning. Yep. You're sitting at a Denny's or at some Howard Johnson, you know, you're half awake, half asleep. And you're like, man, I got to be at work in like three hours. And so I did that enough times where I was like, you know what? I love this nightlife. I love this, this life of making people laugh. Mm-hmm. I've saved up some money. I'm going to go for it. I figured I'd start making money right away. No. Uh, <laughs> so I quit. And before I know it, the repo man is looking for my car. Oh. I got evicted from my apartment. And, mm. you know, it was, it was, it was a rough patch. Yeah. I didn't start making real money until a couple years in. Right. And it, when I say real money, I mean enough money to, to, live to just on. be able to pay or pay rent and, yeah. and pay your bills. Yeah. When I quit my job selling cell phones, uh-huh. I had gotten braces and uh-huh. I had braces for maybe, maybe eight, nine months. Right. And I quit and I could no longer afford my dental plan. And so I had braces on my teeth for almost five years, <laughs> never adjusted. Okay. They, they were on there forever. You're and then kidding. finally, you know, I never finished the, um, the, 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 the plant. Right. And so the finally, they just took everything off and this is what's left. I don't know. You can see the little holes mm-hmm. where, you know, the gaps didn't get filled, but it was enough of a, it was a hell of an improvement in that, in that short period of time. But yeah, I had braces and, you know, sorry. Anyway. Oh, that's great. So you <laughs> make sure you finish your, your plan <laughs> before you quit your job insurance. It's a hell of a thing. One of the things I loved about you when we when I was watching you coming up and, and you have something that I, I envy is you have business sense. You you I could see the brand you had you wore the, the, the Hawaiian shirts, 
you were uh, you were branding you. Fluffy came out. I'm like, he's got. I I saw it. I watched it happen. I was like, you have a, a great mind for that business mind that I I don't possess that, but I can recognize it in somebody else. So let me tell you where I learned a lot of uh, tricks from. And I say tricks because there's certain things that you can do that you can duplicate. That's not necessarily considered um, plagiarism because it's not uh, it's not like creative writing or no, stuff it's like a that. Theory. It's just business practices, things yeah. that have, I've, I've seen. I'm a huge fan of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. OK, Vince McMahon is my idol. Like, I love this dude. Like, I love what he did with his business, how he grew it, how he branded it. And one thing I notice is he's very consistent with the things that he puts out. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you'll see these new wrestlers come out and they have a certain gimmick and you're like, what the hell is this? This is not, you know, why, why this doesn't make sense. I don't get it. And they'll continue to do it and do it and do it and do minor little tweaks until eventually you're like, Oh wow. I'm cheering for this thing that I thought was like stupid a year ago. Yeah. And being consistent was was one of those things where once I got a few compliments on the Hawaiian shirts and they're like, you look like you're ready to have fun. Yeah. A few people made a comment. You look like you're here to have fun. All the other comics during that time were wearing very dark clothing, mm-hmm. you know, either sport coats or black shirts or, or a suit. And I'm the only one out there wearing, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And then I refused to wear pants because I said, now that I'm not working no more, I hate pants. I'm just going to wear shorts. Right. Nobody's wearing Hawaiian shirts. Nobody's wearing shorts and nobody's wearing them together. Mm-hmm. So I made it a point to just, you know what, I'm going to make this my uniform. So when I go out there, that's my uniform. People are always going to say the big guy in the Hawaiian shirt and shorts. So you want to become memorable. Right. It's that, oh, I see it. I see it. And a lot of times I think comics change their look before they give it time to really hit. Right. Like I know this one comic wears his hair long, then he wears his short, then he goes buzzed, has facial hair, doesn't have facial hair, has a mustache, has a beard, has a long beard. He's always, I call him a comedy chameleon. He's always changing it around. I'm like, dude, pick one style and stick with it. Right. Give people a chance to remember you. And then once they know who you are, then you can start making all alterations, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, for the longest time I had a, a just a short little buzz cut that uh, a fade with a little yeah. bit of hair on top and eventually I went bald. So it wasn't too far of a stretch, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, also uh, when I, when I stumbled on the fluffy thing mm-hmm. years ago, I, I, I was like, I hated, I hated the fact that people would call me fluffy after the shows. Right. Um, but I only had about 15 minutes of material at the time. And that fluffy thing was one of those bits. And I'm like, I don't have enough material to get away from this yet. Right. And so I figured my name is Gabriel Iglesias. My last name is already famous. I just got to make the first half famous. Right. There's only been one other Gabriel in comedy that people know about mm-hmm. Gabe Kaplan. Mm-hmm. I go, so I, I got to make this work. And then after the shows, people go, Hey, good job, fluffy. Good job. I'm like, Gabriel, is that so hard? Is that so hard? <laughs> you know? And eventually I learned to embrace fluffy right and it it got to the point where i hooked up with a friend of mine who who taught me about online social media branding with names and he got me into the system somehow really early on and he goes dude you watch what happens and now it's to the point where if you google fluffy i'm the number one thing that pops up in a search yes you literally own the word yeah you you come we come up before pillows you come up before before like blankets cats cotton candy yes uh, Fluff and fold, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fluff and nutter you know, and peanut butter. It's all, it's all you, baby. You're right it's, there. It's, it's awesome. It's, and it's the greatest uh, business card ever. Cause when people say, how can I find you? I, I always tell everybody just Google fluffy. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be there. I say Google fluffy. Just don't Google fluffer. Cause that's a different profession. <laughs> Still respected, but it's a different profession. Oh, but yeah, you, you rang the bell, my friend. You're the voice of speedy Gonzalez in space jam. I'm, a I'm, I'm the first Mexican ever to play Speedy Gonzalez, yes, which I think that's what I was going to ask you. A little overdue. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I got to ask you when that call came in, were you excited? Yeah. You know, it's uh, I, I've, I've been fortunate that, that in addition to comedy, I've gotten a chance to do voiceover work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and it's a small community. It is a small community and everybody talks. And so fortunately yeah. I had a, a couple of, you know, not the biggest parts, but I was very, you know, I go in, I do my parts and mm-hmm. press that they needed or wanted, or just, you know, I go in and do what you need. And, and I try not to argue with the director, just tell me what you want me to do and right. let's, let's make it happen. And uh, I got gotten a phone call from somebody I'd worked with uh, years ago and they're like, Hey man, you know, this, this came up and, 
uh, we want to see if you're interested. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and uh, when when asked to, to play Speedy Gonzalez, the conversation was, uh, you know, are you going to use should we use your regular speaking voice uh-huh. or do you think you can mimic, you know, the Speedy Gonzalez character? Yeah. And I'm like, well, when I see when I, you know, when people watch the movie, I don't want them to think of me. Right. You know, I want I want to be as true to the character as possible. So, I, you know, next thing I know, hello, senor, I'm Speedy Gonzalez, the fastest mouse in all Mexico. And they're like, whoa. And I'm like, but, you know, if you need me to play other characters, I can, you know, uh, I work cheap. You don't have to hire 10 people. I can do all of them. Oh, my, my modulator. You know, whatever you want. You want Yosemite? I'm Yosemite, I'm I'm like, dude, just pay one guy. I cover this. Just give me the credit at the end. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just <laughs> a little overachiever. Just come in, play the mouse, and we'll give you the gig. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. That's great, man. Was it fun to do? Are you, are you alone? Are you with the other people? Uh, no, actually, it was during the, you know, during last year, during uh-huh. uh, the right in the middle of everything. Uh, I did it through uh, through Zoom and they have another system that, that we used. Uh, I forget what it's called. Right. Uh, was it like a T1 line, something real yeah, yeah. high tech yeah, system. Yeah. And they sent a bunch of equipment. So I have a, a studio in the back of my office, mm-hmm. uh, soundproof room that I had made for for recordings. Sure. And uh, I got I got to do it there. So it was it was cool. I didn't get to meet LeBron or anybody else. No. Uh you know, hopefully we'll have somewhat of a red carpet something. I love the fact that your uh, your Netflix series, Mr. Inglesias, you dedicated to a a teacher you had that saw promise in you. And the story I heard was she she kind of straightened you out when you needed it. Can you tell me that story? Uh, you know, I'm in high school. It's my senior year. Uh Everything I tried to do, I was I was having issues with. I was I was a big guy, still a big guy. I was I tried to do football and you know, I, just because you're big doesn't mean you're going to be good at football. You know, it still takes a certain level of athleticism and discipline and you got to want to do it. Whereas I just wanted to be cool and be able to wear a jersey on Friday nights and be like, yeah, that's right. I play football, you know, I'm a <laughs> ball player, you know, right in the bench the entire game. But uh, I wound up getting kicked off the team for talking back. Uh, you know, my fault. I shouldn't have said what I said. But in hindsight, I needed to find something else to do. And I wound up joining the speech team. I figured Hey, you, you know, uh, I got kicked out of one place for talking too much. Let's go to a place where they'll they'll actually uh, celebrate you for for talking too much. Right. And uh, the classroom was it was you know it was awesome. The teacher, her name is June Garner, mm-hmm. uh, would give you credit for getting up in front of the class and just talking. The whole idea was public speaking. You want to be comfortable in front of people. So I didn't have to do comedy. I just had to get up in front of the class and talk about my day, talk about anything, just to get points. And so I'd go up there and I'd, I'd tell random stories about whatever was happening. And much like now, I would put voices to it or, sure. or sound effect or just be really silly. And the class was always laughing. And so every day I would do this and I wouldn't do my regular assignments, but I still wound up passing with like more points than anyone because I got in front of the class every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were speech tournaments and my teacher convinced me to get into a speech tournament. And she goes, listen, you go, you just got to write. And I'm like, I, I don't write. I don't like writing right. to this right. day. Any of my sets that you've seen through mm-hmm. specials, I've never taken a pen to paper to write them out. I, I don't have the discipline for that. And it's not that I'm illiterate and can't read and write, but I just don't like doing it. I don't like the structure of it, which was interesting when I did Mr. Iglesias and I had to follow a script. Mm-hmm. That was hard. But um she wrote out, she recorded me and she wrote out the, the, the set that I did mm-hmm. in class. And every time I would do try to do that same set, it would always come out different. Sometimes it was two minutes longer. Sometimes it was five minutes shorter. But she got me in, in a tournament and I wound up placing first in this tournament. And she goes, now we got to go to championships. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Next thing I know, we're on our way to Sacramento to enter the state championships. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wreck. I didn't want to do it. And she... Uh, she she was very colorful, still very colorful woman. And um, the way that she spoke to me, you definitely would not have a job uh, today if you got caught talking that way. But it was a different time. And I feel like the way that she approached me with her passion and caring, she's like, you know, stop, you know, stop messing around. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got something special here. And, and my whole thing was, what if I fail? What if it doesn't go right? I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to okay. look bad. Okay. And she's like, you can't think that way. You gotta, you gotta believe in yourself and you gotta just go and, and do it. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn something from it. And so, you know, she's the one that I, she drove me in her own car 
to Sacramento, you know, and, and made me go up and, and, and it was one of those, like, I didn't win the championship, but you know, I don't know who, if you asked me to find the guy who did win, I couldn't find him. I placed fifth and I still have my little fifth place trophy. The first one was like, like this big. Right. And then, you know, each, each one, you know, second, third, fourth. So my fifth is like, is like that right there, but it says, you know, fifth place. Um, uh, yeah, but that was, she, she took the time and uh, from just hearing the story, you felt comfortable enough to share what you were afraid of with her. You know, she gave me a push about. that I needed more than anything. And, uh, you know, not that my mom wasn't encouraging, mm-hmm. my mom wasn't encouraging or discouraging. She was just like, do whatever makes you happy. Right. Just graduate. That was her only thing. Just graduate. I don't right. care. D's, C's, B's, A's. Yeah. Right. Uh, just graduate. <laughs> and so when I told her about this whole comedy thing, she was, you know, she wasn't into it. Yeah. Uh, she didn't know that I was doing well until her friends at Bingo were talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, I had Louis Anderson on, and Louis goes, "You're not famous until your until your family's friends tell you you are." That's that's when you know. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that uh, no matter how many appearances on TV I would make, the thing that my mom loved more than anything back in the day was a old school comedy flyer mm-hmm. because it had my face on it, my name. And it was something that she could actually hold and show her friends. Look at Nico, he's performing. Look at he did a show con el Paul Rodriguez. And Paul told him, Nico, you're going to make it. And she, you know, I'm like, Mom, you know, I did the Tonight Show, right? My friends don't watch that, but I can show them this. So she had this one flyer that was just beat to shit in her purse. All the corners were dinged up on it, but she loved pulling that same flyer out. And I was just like, oh my God, let me at least get you a new flyer. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, but my teacher, June, she uh, she definitely was the one that gave me that push. And mm-hmm. and my uh, my friend Juan actually found her. We thought she had passed away. Right. Okay. Because we tried finding her through social media. She was not on anything on social media. We tried contacting the high school. They said that she had died. Mm-hmm. The school said that she had died. So we're like, man, that sucks. I wish I would have known. Mm-hmm. And um, a week before the premiere of Mr. Iglesias, uh, my buddy Juan found her and invited her to the premiere and so i wound up reuniting with her at the premiere of the show and i didn't know she was going to be there and i had dedicated the show to her uh, so you know can you just imagine that you think you're basically you know i thought you were dead yeah, <laughs> yeah. here and there's an awesome photo that was taken of the two of us hugging with the dedication in the background and it was just it was such an awesome moment and uh she attended every single one of the tapings of the of the show that became one of those things where, you know, the school, the, the show was designed around the school. Mm-hmm. So all the sets looked like real classrooms from the school. And it was the real name of the school and, and the logos and colors, everything. And so for her, it was very much a nice, it was nostalgic. And she saw her, one of her students become, you know, like, wow, you yeah. know, yeah. she knows she's, she knows she has something to do with, with that. Yeah. And you know what? And you're paying it forward to, to everybody. I mean, the joy you bring literally millions if not a billion people is 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 so commendable and 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 you got the heart and the humility my friend and i've i've always been a fan i'm so glad that you took some time uh and i could i could i could tell you that because uh thank you i think you're a really good artist and i'm glad you're out there doing what you're doing and i want to drive every one of your cars (laughs) well yeah are you based on uh east coast or west coast i got a house here in santa monica and i got my little apartment in new york but i'm mostly out here then they're probably worth the same amount of money huh But you're down Long Beach, right? Yeah. uh, If you're you're in Santa, anytime you want to come down, uh, I'm home every day during right now. But uh, you know, I'm I'm going back to work in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you got a special Uh, coming up in San Antonio. I think you're filming it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do a a 30 day residency in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. and uh, on the on the last day, we're gonna we're gonna tape a new Netflix special. And that's kind of it's kind of crazy considering the fact that I haven't done stand up in almost 16 months. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, uh, all right, let's see how it goes. Hopefully we can get it together in in a, in a month. Yeah, no, it, it comes back. I just did I just did uh San Francisco and I did the improv in Tempe and and it, it comes back like that. Thank you so much. Continued success for you. God bless you, brother. Best to see you in the family and and we'll laugh again soon, I hope, all right? See, see you soon. Well, The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you created a nickname that took over the Internet, but you would still like to be known by your God-given name. 
Gabriel, is that so hard? This could cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? Take one of the gummies they have at Cruise Into Wellness. They also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products. They got a bath bomb. Makes my wife very happy. And you know, you get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. Stop it! Nope, not kidding. Yes, you do. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM and anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Go! Feel better! Hey everybody, this is Gabriel Iglesias, and uh, that's 30 minutes I will never get back. That's Gabriel Iglesias, if you understand Spanish. What a genuinely nice and oh. extremely talented man. I really like him a great deal. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was so so open and honest. Gave me a cell, going to see the cause. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm surprised you're still here. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm going down Long Beach. <laughs> he, he even said, he goes, look, I'm up. I go, I'm there. I'm there. You, I am, I, I'm, I'm coming to my pajamas. You're going to have to carry me home. Because apparently, <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> a no. wise child, Adam. Yes. <laughs> so talented. I mean, just the story with him and his teacher. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was, that was just a beautiful story. And and it just changed his life. I like yeah. the fact he goes, we thought she was dead. No, one of my guys <laughs> found her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, just, I don't know. I, I I just want to give him the big hug. Yeah. Like, like, I love that positive energy that he's sending out into the universe. Mm-hmm. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said he had such a big heart. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He really does. And I and and I when I go to see the cars, I am going to offer to make him dinner. I hope he doesn't get the wrong impression. <laughs> that's that's a little hard. It's a little sketchy. That's a lot. And he 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 took him out to dinner. He thought mm-hmm. this would do it. You know, you got to You got to have you got to have a boundary somewhere. Everybody does. Yeah, everybody. Even Bob Hope does. And don't think after this interview, I looked up how Bob Hope died. <laughs> Poisoned. I was concerned. He was having dinner at some stranger's house. Oh, my goodness. All I'm saying, don't eat the fish. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, Adam, you didn't talk about this, so I need to know it. Mm. What about the Cuban coffee story? Oh, yeah. And the Iron Man. How did you know? How did you know that? Okay, well, basically, I knew his favorite superhero is Iron Man because uh, he painted, I think it was a, a 6721 window bus, the Iron Man colors, and said, my favorite superhero is Iron Man. So it wasn't a lot of... Oh. <laughs> oh, so he drives around in this bus that looks like Iron Man. He, he's colors? got the Iron Man colors on this bus, and it's really, really cool. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, a fan. Yeah, he's a big, he's a superhero uh, dude, and mm-hmm. uh, and and he's got a bit about Cuban coffee. When he was in Miami, they brought him the little bit of Cuban coffee, right? And he was like, "Really? I I need a cup of coffee." Then they brought him a bowl of it, and he had to drink it all because he didn't want to look bad, right? And you know, his heart was pounding, and yeah. yeah. Cuban coffee, man. I had I was in Cuba. They gave that to me, mm-hmm. and then and my lower intestine had a seizure. Just everything. <laughs> yeah, you could overdo it. I just took a sip of it. And I I really think I shit out my liver. Oh, I really my, do. You're such a lightweight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Gringo lost an organ. Exactly. <laughs> he never shits out his liver at our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen with Folgers. Cuban coffee? Oh my goodness. You're going to lose an organ. I love Cuban coffee. Oh, I'm up. Mm-hmm. And they put sugar in it. Well, you have to have it. It's bitter with the sweet. It's, yeah, and and then you're up for a couple of days. <laughs> so yeah, honey, that that's how I know. He's mm-hmm. a big superhero guy. Right. Um and uh he's a big wrestling fan. And that's where he learned all his marketing I I stuff. enjoy wrestling too. You do. Yeah. Okay. I love McMahon. I think that whole... It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. I think your grandmother watched wrestling, too. I watched it with her. Yeah. Yeah, but old school wrestling. Well, yeah, that's yeah. something old different. School, Chief J. Strongbow. Oh! Chief J. Strongbow. <laughs> Quick question. What was Chief J. Strongbow's special move? The sleeper hold. Oh, you put yes, the sleeper, you put one arm around it, one arm back in the neck, and you, you push the head down, and, and they would fall asleep. It was the sleeper hold. <laughs> he would okay. knock out Bob Backlund. Oh my God, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Yes. Bruno San Martino. Here they go. Yep. George the uh, Animal Steel. Jo- okay, now, you know, now I'm not, I, I didn't, I'm not a fan of like the modern day wrestling, mm-hmm. but as a kid, all those names you just mentioned, along with Ivan Putski, right. uh, uh, Jimmy Superfly <laughs> Snooker, mm-hmm. SD Jones. The SD stands for special delivery yeah. because they said he had a metal plate in his head. So special delivery was the headbutt to everybody. My dad, who's like so old school conservative, like mainline Philadelphia, hated all this stuff. God bless him. Took me and my brother to see 
all those guys. I saw George the Animal steal, eat a turnbuckle. <laughs> eat a turnbuckle, yeah. What? Yeah, I he... saw Ivan Putski bring the microphone down and just scream Polish power into it over and over again. I've never been happier as a kid. I loved all of those guys. <laughs> I would watch it with my grandmother. My grandmother liked the fabulous moolah. It was a, <laughs> it was a lady wrestler, the fabulous moolah. <laughs> Oh my God! And the Killer weird. Bees was a tag team when they had tag the teams. The Killer Bees, the Killer Bees, and the fabulous. You remember the Iron Sheik? Of course. He was yeah. a doorman at Webster Hall, around from my apartment in New York City. That's Get hilarious. Now he was a doorman. There. Well, I always heard. I always heard that George the Animal Steel was like an English teacher at a high school. Really? That was always I like wouldn't the doubt it. Rumor. Well, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I like the Vince McMahon mm-hmm. wrestling. Right. You know, like well, the all, Rock and yeah, it's all glitzy and. And that's where he learned but, his marketing. Yeah, I was going to say this because that's McMahon smart. It was is smart. A genius marketer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that w- I-, I thought you should take note, Adam. Yeah, I I, I, I don't have business sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, crazy me wearing something different on stage every night. I that the nerve. Yeah. So he said, be consistent. Mm-hmm. Your image. Right. So I'm like to myself, OK, T-shirt, leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then be Great. memorable. Now I'm the Fonz. <laughs> Don't you want some rainbow-colored suspenders? You know, well, that's what like you that. were on stage, right? Well, I just yeah, jeans, just... t-shirt, leather jacket. Yeah, that's that's your thing. All right, um, memorable. Should that's we... why I think sometimes when you wear glasses, mm-hmm. people don't recognize you because on Top Gear or Nurse Jackie, mm-hmm. you don't wear glasses. Okay. Yeah. So take note. All right. Um, and embrace how people see you, like embrace the fluffy. Embrace the fluffy? Yeah. I don't have fluffy. I have a thing on my face. That's what I have. <laughs> well, I guess it, with you, it's like your New York style, mm-hmm. you, the fact you like cars. Mm-hmm. People like that. People like that, yeah. If they need a ride, they like that. <laughs> you are very handy. Nope. Thank you. Alex, mm-hmm. Alex, you are 100% right, and I'm not going to put myself on the level of Gabriel because he's you know, in the upper stratosphere of entertainment. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the longest time, you know, is Nigel on the Kornheiser show. uh, People people call me Nigel and I'm like, it's actually Mark and I'm not from England, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then at some point I was just like, this is who people see me as. Mm -hmm. And this is what I do. So not not only have I totally embraced it now. I love it when people call me Nigel. Mm -hmm. I, I just had to renew my passport. And I had to list on my passport because they're like, do you go by any other names? I was like, yeah, I go by Nigel. You know, that's what? Yeah, he does. Great. So now if someone in Belarus named Nigel is suspected of murder, they're going to run your passport and you're going to have to answer some questions. No, no, it's Tony Kornheiser. Nigel Kornheiser. That's the guy we're looking for. (laughs) Come with us. We have questions. Yes. But but, you know, I was like, but that's how fully around I've, I've, I've come to it. And I'm just like, yeah. This is this is this is the character I play. This is part of my life. And and so embracing it really changed something in my head. And I I love that he I mean, I didn't believe you. But, when he said, oh, yeah, this fluffy. Like, Google it. It's true. Yeah. Like, people are telling you. I it's Googled not even it too. Like fourth on the list. Second, third. No, it's just his picture up there. It's him. Mm-hmm. He's fluffy. He I, owns that. I, I'm like, no, he's in the, no. And then yep. I Googled it. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, his picture comes up. He's fluffy. Yeah. I thought maybe fluffy eggs. Nope. Fluffy rice. That's it. And you know what? If you Google cranky, you see a picture of Phil. <laughs> no, cranky pants. But I mean, you. I mean, come on, Adam. How many people look at you and think you're an, actually a fireman? You know, they just besides like, hey, Phil. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this. Okay, so my, I'm, I'm, we're going out to dinner. We're on Long Island Saturday night, eight o'clock. Uh, I'm catching up with some old buddies. My friend, fr- friend Billy, called some people over. We're going to go to the steakhouse. All right, so it's eight o'clock. We're in this big steakhouse on Long Island. They couldn't be enough for us. Gave us a nice table, the whole thing. We order food. Next thing I know, fire department. I see a white shirt, and I see two other firefighters walking in with um, the 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 mater d and the owner, and they're walking through the th- right through the dining room into the back. Next thing I know, they come out. The man just they close them down. They found a violation. Oh, they found a violation. stories like that. I know they close them down just to, I, I guess, to prove a point. So, <laughs> so we got the apologies. Please come back and see us again. And my friend Billy leans over and he goes, "Hey, can you fix this?" I go, "What?" He goes, "You know, go talk to the fire guys. They're listening. <laughs> fix this." I'm, I re- I've been thinking about this veal chop all day. I'm like, I'm not really a fireman. Did you go over? 
No, I didn't go over. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this bullshit. I didn't go over. But he actually thought, he's like, yeah, 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 fine, we're on TV, they'll listen to you. They won't listen, I'm a dopey actor. <laughs> we're getting a bucket of chicken, let's get out of here. And how about those voices? The yeah. Speedy Gonzalez, oh my gosh. When he went into Yosemite Sam, I was, I was, yeah. I was floored. I, so great. I yeah. was sitting there, I, I, I'm sitting there, look, he's a guest on my show, I can't ask him to do stuff, but I was like, can you do Bugs Bunny? <laughs> and i loved his attitude he's like you guys are dopes you don't have to pay all these other guys i'll do all the voices for you i'm one guy yeah love that he he he's like the mexican mel blank yes mel blank did yeah. all the voices speedy gonzalez was actually voiced by a russian jew the first time <laughs> that was mel and now and now and now gabriel's doing it and he's doing it well it sounds great I wanted him to do the whole interview, like, in the voice. With Speedy Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. It was great. That would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It brought back so many childhood memories. You like Speedy? Oh, yeah. I like Speedy. I like... I liked his hat. The big hat? Yeah, because he had a little face and a big hat. Mm-hmm. Because my wife doesn't like the sun. <laughs> She's very practical <laughs> when she cute. picks out a cartoon character. <laughs> it's cute. Bugs Bunny, I love. I love Bugs Bunny because mm-hmm. his attitude was great. Mm-hmm. Daffy sure. Duck, I liked. Mm-hmm. But Daffy Duck, I think, is more Phil. Yeah, Daffy. that's Phil. That's Phillish. Mm-hmm. Right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always see him I, maybe as more as the hunter. That Elmer. Yeah, Elmer. Fudd? Elmer. Yeah, Phil Fudd. <laughs> Phil Fudd. <laughs> and you know who I see you as, Adam? Good. Not Bugs Bunny. No. No, the one, the big rooster. Popcorn Leghorn. Yeah. 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 I say, I say. <laughs> that guy. You got to keep your eye on the ball. Eye <laughs> ball. That's a joke, son. <laughs> I made a funny something. You're not laughing. You built too low. The fast ones go right over your head. <laughs> nice boy, but about as sharp as a sack of wet mice. <laughs> I love that. So who am I, Alex? Oh, yeah. Who is Stern? For some reason, mm-hmm. what comes up is the Tasmanian devil. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't even do that one. That's, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that mm-hmm. guy. Really? Okay. Yeah, why not? I like that. All right. That's good. What about me? Uh, see, I don't think you're in the Warner Brothers world. I think you are in the Hanna-Barbera world. You are Penelope Pitstop from the Wacky Races. Oh, I'll take that. You know Penelope Pitstop cool. from the Wacky Races? I don't she know that. She had a parasol. She had a race car. She's cool. She, had, she was elegant. She was very elegant. And she could hit yeah. the gas. And she and she could drive. Yeah, Penelope mm-hmm. Pitstop, I see my wife as that. And she has a little bit of Pink Panther in her. Ooh, I'll take okay. that too. A little bit of Pink Panther. You're very, very graceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this this jazz feel, this Henry Mancini vibe. I'll take that. Yeah. So that, that that's kind of what I got. Oh, and you know what else I got? Hmm. Cindy Lou Boohoo, who was no more than two. <laughs> from the Grinch Who Stole okay, Christmas. Okay, I don't get that. The, your, your big eyes from the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Okay. And fills up on the on the mountain like oh the noise noise noise. That is Phil. That is Phil. I have yes. to keep Christmas from coming. Except put him in a robe. Yeah, in a robe, bitching and moaning. And Mark is Max the dog. Loyal. <gasps> You're so Max the dog. Yeah, I'll take that. Loyal. Yeah. I could see. I could see Phil just trying to like uh, strap deer antlers to your head too much. He's got to cut cut a few off oh, to balance you out. Who, who are you? I want to be the narrator. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yes. The three words yeah. that describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. Yes. Okay, there you go. That's it. We can go on the road with that. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I cannot thank Gabriel enough. Gabriel Iglesias, he is the voice of Speedy Gonzalez in Space Jam and his Netflix show, Mr. Iglesias, you can check out on Netflix. Uh, and I'm going to his house to see the cars. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. Right, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. And thank you so much for helping us with the show. Please tell someone you love about the show. It helps us spread the word. And if you could leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. Always remember that life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go on, please. Yeah. Now, here's what I want you to do, lad. Yeah. I want you to go home. Yeah. I want you to drink a beer. Maybe a splash of whiskey, okay? Yeah. will be right oh, man. in the morning. Uh, yeah. I don't know why you sounded like a Caribbean Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus O'Marley. 
you can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.